The Greater Raleigh Sports Alliance is proud to support the sixth annual Box to Row Countdown to kickoff. We look forward to another fantastic season of HBCU football filled with great games, rivalries, pageantry, and unforgettable fall Saturdays. The Greater Raleigh Sports Alliance works with local partners to grow the sporting event industry in our area. The GRSA has an extensive track record of securing and hosting successful tournaments and championships, resulting in significant economic impact for the region and an enhanced quality of life for our residents. To learn more, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at RaleighNC Sports. Best of luck to all area HBCU football programs this season. The old renaissance is the new renaissance. Standing on tradition while embracing the spirit of distinction. This is the Harlem Brewing Company. Uniquely crafted beer brewed to deliver a taste, a sound, and a feeling that can only be described in one way. Harlem style. So come and take a trip on the A-Train with our Harlem Sugar Hill Golden Ale and our Harlem Renaissance Whip Beer, the neighborhood original. Sponsored by Harlem Beer Distributing North Carolina. Served in total wine all over North Carolina. Fresh Market in North Carolina and Virginia. Weaver Street Market in Raleigh, Durham, Carborough, and Hillsborough. You can also purchase in Durham at Zwelly's, Salt Box, Sam's Bottle Shop, and Bull McCabe's. And in Greensboro at Elm Street Lounge and Cooper's Ale House. <laughs> Let's do it. One for the money, yes, sir. Two for the show. Three for all the ladies that's standing outside my door. It's the HBCU Football Daily Podcast for today, Tuesday, August the 16th. I'm Donald Ware. 11 days before the start of the football season. And we're so excited, as a matter of fact, we're going to take things uh, up the, a little bit up the road from us. Uh, in Durham, North Carolina, say hello to Trey Oliver in his fourth season as the head football coach at North Carolina Central, who joins us here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. What's going on, Coach Oliver? Good to see you. Man, it's good to see you too, man. When I see you, know, I know it's about time for football <laughs> kickoff i know man we we didn't get a chance to do our thing this year in terms of in person but we will get to that on next year uh how are things going so far what i guess what a couple of weeks into camp to this point oh things are going well man it's it's been hot out there though it's been hot um uh, i think our guys are in great shape um but but over the summer we were did a lot of workouts early morning six seven o'clock in the morning so it's you know trying to get the guys acclimated to the heat uh, has, has been tough, um, but they're they're flying around. Um, uh, we're excited. Um, unfortunately, our helmets came in late. We had about six practices before our helmets arrived. Oh, wow. So we a couple I think a couple other schools had that problem also. But um, the guys are excited. A lot of energy, and um, uh, they retained a lot of information that from the spring and also the summer workouts. Do you see a difference in 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 the camp so far opposed to this time last year where you were coming off a season that you didn't even play in 2020? Yes, yes, definitely. We um you know a lot of soft tissue injuries early on in camp um and it was just it was just different. The guys have been away from the game, hadn't put any equipment on in probably 18 20 months. Um 
So, so they're you know back in the groove a little bit now. So it's it's, it's good to be back out there in somewhat of a, a sense of normality, I guess you could say. Let's talk about last season. I mean, a six and five season. You know, competitive at the end. I mean, you got things started off with a bang with a big win against Alcorn State in that Miac Swack Challenge, but then hit a little bit of a lull, lost three straight games, but into the season, winning four of your last five, the only loss was to South Carolina State, who was the eventual champion uh, by three points. Speak to last season, particularly the end, and how that could carry over into 2022. Right, well, um, after the first two games, we, we, we played Marshall in a couple of non-conference games and got beat up pretty bad, and... Um, I think that they really stood out that, that continuity and chemistry goes a long way, especially with the offensive line. And every week, every, just about every practice, we had a different lineup. Uh, so those guys, you know, weren't, weren't used to the guy next to them. And um, you got to trust the guys. You got to be able to communicate and, and no calls and timing with things and, and things of that nature. So um, I think we showed a lot of character to bounce back. We finished the season with only seven offensive linemen. Mm. Um, but the guys, like I said, I think it showed a lot of character uh, for the guys to persevere and, and finish the season, you know, the way we did. Unfortunately, we did have a close loss to South Carolina State. Um, uh, but but we, we did win some close games in, at the end, uh, like Norfolk State and overtime in Delaware State as well. So uh, I, was, I was pleased to see that. And uh, we did have some momentum uh, at the end of the season to carry on in, in, into the spring. Now, when you say finishing the season with seven, is that after your last game or coming into your last game? I mean, and how do you do that? Because if if three guys go down, you're in trouble. You got to get creative, maybe get some defensive linemen to, to play offensive line or tight end to play. I mean, was it, did you have seven coming into the last game or after the season was over? No. Uh, the last, I believe it was the last three games. Whoa. We only had seven offensive linemen. So, I mean, we had to change everything, the whole structure of our practice. Uh, we didn't have a scout team. We just had to go O versus D. Uh, and those seven linemen had to practice the whole, you know, the whole the whole two hours. Wow. So we had to be creative. We had to kind of, you know, keep the pounding off of them somewhat and do some team teach walkthrough periods. Um, but, you know, guys were hurt. Guys were beat up. So it wasn't anything we could do. We couldn't cry about it. We had to go to work. A lot um, of praying but, too, right? Had to be. I mean, if three guys go down – you you know what I mean? You 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 may be in a little trouble. Well, we had a plan. We had a plan. Whether it be move a tight end or, or or move a defensive lineman. Yeah. But it was a whole lot of praying going on. A whole lot of praying going on. <laughs> Trey Oliver in his fourth season as the head football coach at North Carolina Central joins us here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. Let's talk some personnel. Begins with your preseason first team all uh, MIAC quarterback in Davius Richard. Seen some really good things. If you go back to the 2019 season, was his was his I believe it was his true freshman year. Played played well, right? And then did some good things for you last year. 15 touchdowns to six interceptions. Got that versatility where he can throw it, run it, rush for eight touchdowns uh, last year. Your thoughts and also on on what the expectations are for him this season. And then what have you seen from him so far in camp? Well, the expectations were for him is really just to continue to improve and um, uh, continue to be the leader that he is. We don't, we don't need him to do anything special, uh, out of character, anything like that. Um, he's, he's improved so much since last season. Uh, just watching him throw the ball, his mechanics. Um, he's put on some, some more weight. Uh, we had to kind of tell him to slow down with that a little bit. But uh, he's massive for a quarterback. And, and 
Uh, I'm just I'm so happy that you know to have him on, on our sideline. But he's he's a tremendous leader, a great young man, and um, you know he's a warrior. I can't say enough about him. Was is the weight factor the weight that he put on? Is that in in your concern for that? Is that more of a concern out of you know taking away from his mobility because he has the ability to run the football and again rush for eight touchdowns? I mean it makes him bigger. You know he's more durable, right. but maybe take away some of his speed. I mean, it was it was good weight. I mean, he looked like a, a daggone linebacker. Uh, I mean, he looked good. And it, um, our, our our sports medicine department and, and um, social athletic director Bulldog, they've done a whole lot with our nutritional program. Um, we have a training table now, uh, so these guys are eating really like four meals a day. It's unbelievable, and um, uh, they always have fruit, always have granola bars, everything you know in the in the, in the weight room. So. Um, that was part of it, but we just had to tell him, you know, to, to watch his weight. We didn't want him to get too heavy, um, but to see his body along with a lot of other people, guys' bodies transform uh, was really good to see, but he hasn't lost a step. Don't worry about that. <laughs> Offensive line, you mentioned that. Seven guys going into the last couple of games of the season last year. How were you able to address that position uh, during the offseason, whether it was uh, – whether guys in the program that you previously had recruited, whether it was through the, you know, transfers, et cetera. And then who are some of those guys you're expecting to step up for you on the, uh, within that unit? Right. Well, you know, I don't do a whole lot of the transfer portal. That's not my cup of tea. But, uh, you know, we had one or two that we got. Um, but we did bring 22 offensive linemen in uh, this year. So um, right now we're four deep. We'll, we'll see how, that, how long that lasts. But, um uh, we're returning a bunch of offensive linemen. Uh, I think the two that stand out is Torcelli Simpkins and, and um, Corey Bullock. Uh, those are two lead dogs. And then you still have Robert Mitchell that's coming back. He's a senior. Um, Daquan Thomas and Kadeem Doof. Um, and then behind that, we have some several, I mean, really, really talented freshmen. Uh, we got a kid out of South Carolina. I don't know how Buddy Pugh let, him get a, let us get him out of there. But uh, Noah McKinley, he did – 225, 30 times on the bench press. True freshman. So he's a man. He's a man. Um, And very athletic. You know, we don't have guys with big bellies hanging over their belt. So uh, long, um, lean guys that are are athletic can move. So uh, we do have depth at the offensive line. Thank God it's my first time with with, with depth at the O-line since I've been here. So um, they should be able to keep – uh, Pee Wee upright and, and and create some holes for a running game. Yeah, and you mentioned Corey Bullock. He's a first-team All-MEAC preseason guy um, as well. Running back has been a staple at North Carolina Central for quite some time. Uh, what who's who's you know who who's going to be big time for you this year? <laughs> um, I think that room improved, and a lot of people you know thought we were really really talented there before, and we were with Totten and uh, Jordan Freeman, a couple other guys, but uh, Mookie Collier still. Uh, coming in right now is number one, but we've got he's got three guys on his heels, and it's it's a it's a crazy competition back there. Uh, Jamari Taylor, redshirt freshman, is looking really really good. Um, uh, we got Hamilton back there, six one, a big back, two ten, and uh, he's probably a four 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 five guy that can really run. And then we do have a, a JUCO transfer, um, Christian Mosley from Cisco uh, Junior College, and he's probably the fastest of the bunch, but. Um, I'm very pleased uh, with those guys back there. I know we have five running backs that I'm comfortable with. And then the receiving room, you had some, you, you definitely had some talent, you know, on that side of the football last year. Right. 
those guys and they, uh, most of those guys are babies. You know, Devin Smith, uh, Andrew Smith, Joaquin Davis, uh, Quentin McCall. All those guys are uh, really freshmen last year. So um, it's good to have them coming back and, and growing up with a year under their belt. Um, and then we have, uh, you know, Travion Pratt. He's the, he's the speech child of the bunch. And then the old man is uh, E.J. Hicks. Uh, he was out last year with a broken collarbone, but um, he's back. But um, we do we do have some very talented freshmen back there. But um, very explosive group of guys. We have some good length uh, guys that can go up and get the football and, um, you know, take the top off the coverage as well. North Carolina Central head football coach Trey Oliver joins us here on the program. You know, we don't talk about special teams a lot. Your special teams is going to be very good this year. Brandon Cogdrington is really, really good. Like, he, he can he can return kickoffs. He can return punts. I think he, he also plays DB for you. Um, also, sp- speak to him, particularly in the special teams game, and what he brings to the table being able to flip, you know, to, 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 to put you in good field position. Quick story about him, uh, how competitive he is. He came in as a walk-on. Uh, walked on his first year, and obviously he was uh, uh, very talented, very gifted. We, you know, put him on scholarship that following year, and now he's All-American. So just, you know, how, you know, he, that's a testament to how hard he works and, and uh, the his character. But um, he and E.J. Hicks will, uh, will help us in the return game. Uh, but Brandon Codrington is somebody that, that um, can make something happen in a heartbeat. Um, I, I doubt people will probably kick to him this year. Um, but if they do, I, I expect them to I expect them to make them pay because he, he's elusive and um, he's a gamer. But uh, we do have Pratt back there. And like I said, EJ Hicks as well. And Adrian Olivo, your uh, your place kickers is really, really good, too. Yeah, um, I thought he had a, a great season, but, you know, that one game really hurt us. So, you know, we have to be a little bit more consistent there game by game. Um I think that he's improved his leg strength. Uh, he, ha- he already has all the confidence in the world. I don't think I've met a kicker more confident than him. Um, but, you know, he, he continues to work hard. And uh, very few times do you see specialists or kickers be, you know, leaders. But uh, he'll jump out there and uh, let guys know what we need to be doing and we need to tighten up and push each other, you know, go a little bit harder. But um, uh, I thought he's, he's improved tremendously this offseason as well. Does he handle? Does he handle your punting duties as well? No, that would be Juan Velarde. Okay, Velarde. Right. He's our backup punter. But yeah, Juan Velarde. Um, he punted last year, and he'll be handling those those duties again for us this year. Yeah, how's he doing? And see, you know a little. A lot of people don't know. You know a little bit of something about punting too. You were all all CIAA uh, a punter during your days at North Carolina Central. Right, 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 right. Well, uh, that was a long time ago, man. People don't remember that that, that stuff. But. <laughs> Um, you know, I do work with our, with our specialist and, uh, that keeps me a little bit busy. Uh, I'm getting a little bit involved with this, with the back end, with the secondary, uh, this year, but, um, you know, I love working with those guys because, you know, I think I've been in programs where you see the kickers just sit on the sidelines all day. Nobody really talks to them. They don't really, you know, do much, but, uh, I make those guys do our individual drills. They do the tackling drills, uh, because a lot of times kickers have the tackle, opponents have the tackle. So. Um, you know, they, they, they work on, you know, all the skills that you need to play this game. But um, I think we got to be consistent and um, uh, obviously always distance on the kickoffs. Distance and hang time is what we're looking for. 
Yeah, and, and obviously, I mean, you 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 were a punter, but you were in the defensive backfield there at, at Central. So how is that defensive backfield looking in your estimation? We're going to be pretty good back there, man. Um, we have some guys that, that, that have been battle-tested. A lot of guys back there uh, have played a lot of downs. Um, we do have a new defensive coordinator that came in, uh, Courtney Cord, that came over from uh, our rival school. You know, we don't mention those guys uh, <laughs> over here in Durham. But I, I coached him here when he was in school, and uh, we worked together for several years. But he's, he's my new defensive coordinator now. Um, and I have some, two really good, young, energetic uh, DB coaches, Michael Sewell and Tor- Tony McCray. Um, so I'm kind of helping those guys uh, back there in the back end a little bit. But um, my young guns, my young coaches, they, I think they got it. But I just need to keep my eye on them for another day or two. Is, is it that Tony McCray? From the other school up the street. Yeah. <laughs> well, wait a minute. Right. You done got two. You done got two guys on your staff. And and I won't. I, you were at that school at one time too. Not as a player, but you know, as as a coach. Right. Right. I was. I was there with uh with Rod Broadway. Right. Uh, for five years, and and when we got there, I think they were owing whatever for a hundred years, and then uh, Coach Broadway turned the program around. But uh, yeah, Tony McRae um had the opportunity playing NFL for uh several years and um you know wanted to get into coaching um so i I knew what type of i knew what type of work ethic he had and um very knowledgeable and um you know he was already in a a similar system that you know what we're running here so um i was very confident he could get the job done and he's done a great job uh over the past three weeks and how specifically how is how is manny smith looking in your defensive backfield he's a second team all MEAC performer during the pre or for the preseason right um, he's, he's really the leader of the group back there. And, um, now he's, he's really come out of his shell. He's, he's, he's really vocal now. He used to just lead by example. Um, but, but we have him playing multiple positions and we're cross training a lot of those DBs back there. Um, just in case somebody gets banged up during the season, you know, we're not trying to, you know, get somebody coached up in, in three or four days. Um, so we have a bunch of we run a four, two, five defense. So, uh, we, we're moving a lot of those guys around, so you know they can get you know used to communicating with other folks, and um, like I said, just just being able to play multiple positions. But we're extremely, I think we're extremely talented back there. I was very disappointed in our takeaways last year. We didn't have nearly as many uh, interceptions or, or, or forced fumbles as we needed. So uh, that's been uh, a focal point for camp, and and uh, the guys have been breaking on balls, touching a lot of them now. Pee Wee's not throwing a lot of interceptions, but right. um, the guys the, the guys are doing a great job of matching routes and uh, and communicating. So uh, I'm very pleased with that group back there. Very pleased. Let me. It's interesting you mentioned that. Can can you point to any one thing why? I mean, you you mentioned. I mean, look at Richard. Five interceptions last year. I think it seems to me football across the board, whatever football you're talking about, but specifically in this case, college football seems like interceptions across the board are down you know you look at the last four or five years why is that oh that's i don't i'm not that, that's a good question maybe the offensive coordinator is doing a better job of uh, uh hitting the check downs and taking what defenses give them I, I don't know um but we are looking to figure find a way to turn people over uh i'm, I'm very pleased with Wee and his decision making um and and you know we uh that's that's our number one priority is take care of the football. And I talked to the offense today after practice. That's that's our number one job is take care of the football. It's okay to get two first downs and punt, but it's not it's not okay to turn the turn the ball over. 
couple of more thoughts. Trey Oliver, the head football coach at North Carolina Central, that got six guys up front. Talk about who you're expecting big things from defensive line and linebacker this year. Oh, uh, defensive line. Um, the two uh, the two old men in the group are Colby Warrior and Jesse Millet, uh, Malik. Um, they they're just sound and and. Um, you can count on them. They, those guys are going to be where they're supposed to be and do exactly what you asked them to do. Um, I think Trey Turner, um, uh, DeAndre Brown, and, and Quantez Mansfield have had a great camp thus far as well. Um, then at linebacker, it's, it's been a battle. You know, we have some young guys in there um, that have been battling, but uh, Jacob Brevard and Max Juren, um, and then Corey Peterson are kind of battling right now for that Mike and Will position. The you kick off the season. I mean, it's 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 great. It's like the old Aggie Eagle Classic. I, you've been, I've been calling it rivalry the last couple of years because the Classic was always Labor Day weekend. It was in Raleigh. You go to Charlotte this year. I mean, that that's in Bank of America Stadium where the Panthers play. Seems like it's going to be a big time game. Speak to that and and sort of. I mean, it's always been the rivalry, but now sort of going back to classic style with that game leading off your schedule. Right, I, I love that we're playing in the you know in that venue. Um, it gives our fans an opportunity to come see the game. Um, you know, whenever it's in Durham or Greensboro, it always sells out. Uh, so a lot, you know, half the folks can't even come you know come see the game. Um, but obviously, everybody will be able to get in. Um, I'm sure they're expecting probably 50, 55,000 people there, uh, and it's going to be a good one. Um, uh, coach Washington, the head coach, and myself are really good friends, uh, but the two programs don't particularly care for each other. Um, and Coach Washington and I probably won't have too much to say to each other that day as well. <laughs> yeah, he did coach you. Uh, a lot of people may not know that. He was your, um, what at least position coach, or maybe defensive coordinator defensive when you played. Coordinator. Yeah, when you played. Yeah, he was a defensive coach. coordinator here. Yeah. And uh, we've coached together. We were together at, at Grambling. Uh, we were together at North Carolina A&T. Um, I've known him for probably, I guess, shoot, 30 years now. And uh, very close friends of mine, he and his wife. So, uh, I love Coach to death. That's my that's my man. But uh, September third, um, like I said, I don't think we're gonna. We might shake hands once. <laughs> and th- you know what's cool about your schedule, as you know, but so the folks know, you don't leave the state for the first six games, and of those six, you're playing four of them at home, including three straight. How important is it to get off to that really good start, and then getting into conference play? Or do go to New Hampshire one of those games. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. Excuse me, you do. Yeah, we yeah. do go. We do go to New Hampshire, okay. but uh, oh, it's Durham, New. It says okay, got it. Yes, you thought right. it was a typo, didn't you? Well, it says Durham, New Hampshire. Durham. Yeah, I thought it was a typo too. Yeah, and I was about to go off on Kyle. <laughs> like, Kyle, man, how you put this out here, man? Durham, <laughs> right? But no, ironically, so I guess you could say we will be in Durham, <laughs> right? Right. Um, but no, it's it's important for us to play. Uh, uh, if it's not at home, I love playing, in, you know, in-state. Um, obviously, it helps with recruiting. Our recruits can come to games and see us play. Um, and then just regionally. Uh, so our fans and, and uh, the players' parents have an opportunity to come, you know, support, support us and, and, and see us play as well. But um, uh, that's part of scheduling. Um, you know, you spend all this money dropping, you know, getting all, going all across the country, uh, playing all these games that a lot of times don't make any sense. Uh, you know, the New Hampshire game, we had to add, you know, them on there when we lost Fam and Bethune-Cookman. 
So we were kind of scrambling a little late trying to add a few games. Uh, the, them and uh, Virginia Lynchburg. We, you know, we weren't looking to try to play Virginia Lynchburg, uh, but but um, we, we didn't have any, any other choice. But we're excited about the schedule. Uh, we'll get tested. We'll get tested early. But um, uh, we're, I think we'll be up for the challenge. Last thought, coaching at your alma mater. Um, what does that mean to you? Man, it means the world. And um, uh, I tell these guys, and I mean it, it doesn't matter. You know, anybody can offer me a job right now, whatever. I, I, this is where I want to be. I wouldn't want to be any other place. And, um, you know, a lot of people say that. But uh, just the pride in the university and then the opportunity for me to, to run a program um, in, in hopes that all the, the alumni are proud of. And, <clears throat> um, you know, like I said, that, that all the alumni are proud of. Uh, but when we go out here and play North Carolina A&T in those schools and I lead the program out there, lead the team out there, uh, you know, there's nothing else like it. Trey Oliver again in his fourth season as the head football coach at North Carolina Central joins us here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. The Eagles open the season on Saturday, September 3rd in Charlotte against rival, arch rival, North Carolina A&T. Coach Oliver, appreciate the time. Good luck to you and the Eagles this week. Hey, man, thank you so much, man. Always a pleasure.